Hello and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. This week in fictional news, a live-action adaptation of PlayStation's hit video game franchise God of War has been announced by Amazon's Prime Video, with Wheel of Time boss Rafe Judkins set to be showrunner. Based on the massively popular 2018 video game, the show follows Kratos, the god of war, who, after exiling himself from his blood-soaked past in ancient Greece, hangs up his weapons forever in the Norse realm of Midgard. Per Amazon's description, when his beloved wife dies, Kratos sets off on a dangerous journey with his estranged son, Atreus, to spread her ashes from the highest peak, his wife's final wish. Now, I never played this video game, but I've heard from many, you included, that it was incredible. Yeah, that first game is real. The storyline is so fantastic. This show is going to be good, I think, because the storyline is already so good for the video game. But like, I don't know how they're, are they just going to do like a scene for scene, like recreation of all the cutscenes and, well, they're not really cutscenes technically, but all of the cinematic scenes in the video game. Because I feel like you could just take all the cinematic scenes from the video game. There's got to be some kind of cut on YouTube or something. Where it just it just plays the whole all of the cinema without any of the gameplay. I mean, without giving anything away, you need to like help me out here because like just spreading someone's ashes from the highest peak doesn't sound like a great storyline. Like that's I mean things pretty things lame. Happen yeah, we go on a hike. Like we sprinkle. Yeah, they don't just hop up a mountain. I mean, things happen to get in the way, but those things that happen to get in the way are like gameplay elements. I don't know how they're going to translate. I mean. The history of translating video games over to TV and, and, and movies and stuff is, is pretty rocky, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, pretty it's, rocky. It's not great. I mean, I think it'll be pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for The Last of Us show, actually. Uh, oh, me too. Pretty soon. Um, so, like, so, like, maybe, I don't know, TV's just always getting better in a lot of different ways, too. Just like video I wonder games who's going to play Kratos. Who do you want to play Kratos? can't even the think rock about. <laughs> oh my God, please not the rock i love I was, dwayne johnson so dwayne if you're listening to this right now i think you're great seriously you're not listening to this but <laughs> don't cast the rock as kratos like this already feels like kind of a cash grab in my opinion it's like like i said why make it other than for the obvious money that it's gonna make but it just seems like a weird show to make i don't know yeah, uh, who's the guy that plays? Uh, he's like the main character on Sons of Anarchy, and he has a really good like. He's a British gent, but uh, he undoes his British accent for Sons of Anarchy and becomes a biker. He's like a he's a very hot man. I don't know. Uh, I've never watched that show. They should get they should get Idris Elba to play Kratos. He's just <laughs> old enough for it. I think he'd do a great job. He's a little. He's is he gruff enough for it though? That's the question. He's so classy. Yeah, the uh, guy that I'm thinking of isn't old enough. How old is Kratos in that game? Um, I mean, I'm not really sure. He, I mean, he looks like he's in his like late 40s or early 50s in the game. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking so, of Charlie Hunnam, and he's a young, a young guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would watch it for sure. I mean, I'll give anything a shot. Oh, but. maybe about the guy who plays um, uh, Bane, who just grunts in all the movies. Tom Hardy. Oh, I Tom love Tom Hardy. Hardy. He would do pretty good, actually. He would do a pretty yeah, good Kratos. Pretty all right. Just grunting all the time. They're going to cast like Timothy Chalamet as Atreus or something. No, they're not. I'm just. <laughs> Timothy I woke Chalamet. Up, I, I, w- <laughs> I woke up fighting today, so I chose violence today. But, just uh, yeah. swinging from the get go, huh? <laughs> I, I love you too, Timothy. Oh, man. So, how's your week been? Tell me about it. It's been cool. Uh, man, I did so much. Um, oh, I finished the Dark Elf trilogy, I finished Sojourn. Woo! Oh, what a wild, ridiculous series of events that last book was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, man, uh, we're going to do a whole episode about it, of course, but I'm really glad that I read the Dark Elf trilogy. It's just, it's so fun and silly, but also serious. Like, there's some really, really deep, serious parts to it. Um, I, I went through a, a big range of emotions reading the whole series where I was like, I was never really bored, but I was definitely like, wait, what? Why did that just happen? And maybe sometimes like rolling your eyes when you're like Surf Nebly, really? Yeah, or you know, <laughs> Dritz just, Dritz just, just de- sad while fighting, but also happy, feeling sorry for himself <laughs> while just like, but also just like his- so in his element and just yeah, it's it's really cool. The uh, double thrust low being like used a little bit too much. 
I'm definitely going to read. Um, what's the one after Icewind Dale? Icewind Dale, then Streams of Silver, and then the Hathling Gem. Are you talking about the Icewind Dale trilogy? Yeah. What's after the Icewind Dale trilogy? Um, Legacy of the Drow. I yeah, believe. I think I might. That's like four books, and I think I might get into yeah. that um, at some you point really next should. year. But I want to read Dragonlance before I go on to more Salvatore. So I'm definitely going to read the Dragonlance trilogy next year. Um, Tell me when you do. I might hop on board with you. Really? Yeah, mm. I've been kind of been always. It's always been in my eye, a little twinkle in my eye. It's nice Lance to do classic dragons. stuff. It's really fun I to know. just go back and you know read some stuff from the late '80s and early '90s. Um, so yeah. I'm glad that I read those. Glad I'm moving on from them as well. I also finished a book called The Shadow of the Wind by Carlos Ruiz Zafon. And it was a little bit on the boring side, but I'm glad I read it. Like I said in the last episode, on a... On a um, on Turns like out a, the wind doesn't have a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> there was no shadow in that wind. No, Mystery um, solved. <laughs> it, was, it was a cool... Speaking of mystery, I mean, it was a cool mystery in the book. It was a, it was a nice twist on it. Um, you know, that's always nice when something's built up and I wasn't really expecting it and it was pretty cool. Uh, there was one p- character named Fermin in particular that I really, really liked a lot. He just brought so much life to the book. I felt like a lot of the characters were kind of just bleeding together kind of throughout the book. Um, but it just felt a little bit tedious, but at the same time, really beautiful. And it was just, it was just, this is a gorgeous setting of Barcelona in the 50s and. No, I just had such mixed feelings on it. It sucked because a lot of people were really excited. They DM'd me on Instagram when I sh- like showed a picture of it. A lot of people were really excited that I was reading it. So I got really excited too because I was like, oh, am I about to read just like, like this ooh. modern classic, amazing book? And it very well could be a modern classic, but just my experience with it, I was just like, yeah, that's pretty good, I guess. But you know, ah. uh, nothing that really spoke super hard to me. I don't, I don't really know like even after finishing it, like what I was really supposed to take away from it. It was more, I I liked observing what this main character was kind of going through. That was nice. That never stopped being interesting was like Daniel, the main character. I was actually more interested in what this main character had going on in his like immediate vicinity than him trying to unravel the mystery of what he was trying to unravel. You know what I mean? So it was right from like, did it end satisfactorily? Yes, it did. Like, Like, like I said, like the, 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 mystery was resolved in a really cool way and then the ending was just like nice you know so stuck the landing but just the whole time it was in the air i was just like what why are we in the air right now but yeah it's pretty good <laughs> i would definitely recommend it to people if you're looking for just like slow burn literary like uh, period piece kind of thing definitely did you ever read the pillars of the earth by ken follett no i never did i think it's part of it's like loosely part of a series but it's essentially i think it takes place in like the I don't know, 1500s or something like that. I could be 1300s, 1200s. I don't know. I can't remember. I read it a long time ago, but it's essentially about like this community of people that's building a cathedral. Right. And then all the things that are kind of happening around that. And when I was reading it, I was like, I just want to find out more about this cathedral. This is cool. Cause it would go into like the architecture behind how these thousand year old cathedrals were built and all the work and effort. Like it takes years to build those things where it took years to build those things. And it was just, this entire gigantic operation that affected an entire community and they were building these things. So that was really interesting. And then every time it kind of like veered off course into the other stuff that was going on, I was like, well, what about the, the church? I thought that was really cool. Uh, so it's kind of like you've that. Uh, spent a lot of time over in Europe and seen those cathedrals, but man, it just oh like blows me away. What past civilizations were able to do without big cranes and stuff. Like you see some of those like outrageous, man, like, have you been over in like, uh, like Austria, Germany? Czech no, Republic, no, France? I've never been to Europe. I would go to these cities in, you know, like France or Belgium or Germany or wherever. And like, I would have like eight or nine hours to kill before we had to load up gear into wherever we were playing. Right. So I'd just be sitting around like smoking and just, you know, on my phone or whatever, like reading. I was reading. reading. And so we had so much time to kill that I went to so many churches just because they're huge and they're so interesting. And it's like, I'm not even like particularly religious, but I just ended up wandering around and looking at these things because they're, they're just, religious or not. They're, they're majestic and they're so gorgeous. I mean, you walk inside and there's just this entire like the whole ceiling is painted and it's just like it looks like the inside of like a like a gigantic animals like rib cage, like just the way that everything is laid out in there and just everything's all covered in gold and stained glass and just oh my God, those those buildings are absolutely incredible. <laughs> 
feel like we're just missing something with modern architecture. We don't make for like, like we're going to make an awesome looking building. It's all so functional, which is nice. But yeah, I guess some of the skyscrapers are really cool. Did you see that new skyscraper? Like, that was just it's not uh, like cool apartment buildings, you know, that you're like, oh man, I'm really like an oval apartment building. Like, what? And we got some of those in Portland, but they're like gaudy looking. They look weird. Oh, someone tried to create the Shire here in Bend. There's like a Hobbit based what? Um, neighborhood. I didn't know yeah, about that. It's actually that. really cute. Yeah. yeah, there you have all these like round doors and everything. It's actually really cool, but it didn't get quite the funding they wanted. So there's only one road. I think it's Shire Lane and it just ends in a cul-de-sac with like five Hobbit homes. That's adorable. I love that. It's really cool. Next time I'm in Bend, we should go check that out. Dude, I will absolutely show it to you. It's really cool. Speaking of really, and we got so off topic, but I don't really care. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> speaking of those, did you see that new building in Malaysia? That the new skyscraper? I think it just got completed. No, is it the tallest? It's Did it the beat second, the uh, second tallest building in the world? It hasn't beat the Burj Khalifa. The Burj Khalifa, yeah, outrageously tall. New building. Is this in Dubai? No, it's in Malaysia. It's in Kuala Lumpur. Oh, okay, cool. Which is such a cool uh, name for a city, I think, Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, I would definitely love to go check that place like, out. Like that place has got history. It's called the Merdeka Tower. It's two thousand two hundred twenty-seven feet tall, and it looks really cool. Like the angles of it and everything. Oh, the way that it's lit up at night. Yeah, so there's some modern stuff that's being built that looks pretty damn cool. This thing's dude. this thing's radical. It looks yeah, like a yeah. like an Eve online like spaceship, just yeah. like planted straight up, kind of. Wow, this is cool yeah. looking. And then in that same city, like right across the way, are the Petronas Twin Towers, which are like. Oh, that's right. Yeah, those are those things are really cool looking too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kuala Lumpur is killing it, man. This skyscraper is really thin. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's supposed to stay up, but it does. It's so wild. Yeah. The engineering behind the skyscrapers are wild. Some of the real tall ones like this one, the top sways like a tree. um, So they're like uh, earthquake proof and stuff. Like I remember when I read it about it, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like you're actually swaying up there. Yeah. Have you seen like raw video of people in the, in the Burj Khalifa where it's like really windy and you can like hear the entire building like groaning. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) I have a thing with heights. It's just kind of developed over the last like few years. Like, I don't like being oh, really? up really high. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Like, I used to not really have a problem with it, and now I kind of do. Mm. I don't really like. I don't like it. I, I like it in a, a safe plane. environment. Oh my god, dude! I'm about to get on a plane. But like, I'm not gonna days. like climb a cliff without ropes anymore. Like, nope, 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 nope. No, I don't even like seeing video of people being up in really high places anymore. Oh my god, I got to get back on track here. That was a fun little segue there. Um, oh, also, I'm reading a graphic novel or a comics series or whatever called Paper Girls, uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn, who did Saga. And then I'm uh, pretty sure Cliff Chang did the illustrations. Uh, oh, my God. It is so cool. I'm, I'm like a third of the way through it. I'm going to probably finish it in the next couple of days. But it's about these four girls. I think they're in like they're like 12 or 13 years old. And they're on like a paper route. And they meet at the beginning. And things just kick off from there. And it just gets it goes from these four girls on a paper route, just kind of talking to each other, to the most insane stuff ever in like a matter of pages is it's can you give me any amount of like examples to be about time travel kind of so far and like all the adults like disappear you know i'm gonna have like way more information for you as as i finish it up you're in the thick of it right now it's like it's and it takes i think it takes place in like the 80s at least from what i can tell so it's got like a a cool retro like stranger things it kind of vibe to it oh man it's awesome brian k vaughn is so great it's, is it in uh, black and white? Nope, full color. Wow. One of, our, one of our lovely, lovely listeners sent it to me for Christmas. Um, and I, it's they are just, just the best, aren't they? It is so beautiful, man. Like, it's such a... so. I love graphic novels because you just, like, just cruise through them and they're so exciting. And there's the, the full color ones, like those, like the, the, seriously, if you're going to start getting into this stuff, like the black and white stuff is fun, but spring for full color when you can because it's just it makes it such a better experience to see it yeah the way that the illustrators like really envisioned it and stuff uh so that's really great i'm really excited reading that i'm still reading death note obviously um death note i'm moving through it it's getting exciting now it's cool I'm like halfway through it not so uh, many just like walking around and office once, buildings once and being light like- once light i'm this isn't this doesn't spoil anything but like once light went started going to college Things kind of like, yeah, it, it started getting a lot more like, okay. I and mean, that was like quite a few hundred pages ago, but that was kind of the turning point for me where I was like, oh, 
this is this just got way more interesting. And there's some conversations that happen that you're not expecting to happen. And it th- that like Death Note's really good at kind of taking something that seems like okay, this couldn't possibly get any like more convoluted and messed up, right? And then it does. And you're like, there's no way. And it does again. And you're like, where are we even right now? This is fucking crazy. Uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it now a lot more than I was at the beginning of it. So really happy to be reading uh, Paper Girls and Death Note. Um, so you're really to, hitting it hard on the graphic novels. Yeah. And also, I'm reading a book called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. I think I pronounced that last name correctly. Um, and it's so I haven't done, and if you're listening right now and you follow me on TikTok and Instagram and stuff, you might have noticed that I haven't done a year-end kind of like, these are the best books I read this year, these are the best fantasy books I read. I'm going to be making those videos, obviously, because those videos do well, and they get a lot of people, a lot of recommendations really fast, and that's what I'm all about. But I'm so glad that I haven't done like a year-end ten, top 10 books I've read this year, because I'm pretty certain that Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow is absolutely going to make my top 10 this year, and I've read over 100 wow. books this year. It's so freaking good, dude. It's so good. It's um. Why the three tomorrows? I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm, oh. like a, I'm like 100 some odd pages into it, so I think that's about a third of the way through. What is so captivating is the story, writing. Yeah, like, Okay, so I love books about people coming together and accomplishing things. <laughs> I, I love like, like, you know, that show Silicon Valley. Like yeah, huh? I absolutely adore that show. I love really? it so I much. That. I love underdog stories and I love like, you know what I mean? I, I love like people starting from like kind of nothing to growing something into something really cool. Definitely and, like a motherless place. Yeah. And like, that's what, <laughs> th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what this is or at least that's what it seems like it's about these two friends that met each other when they were really young and then they kind of didn't talk for a while and then they kind of met back up again and started making a video game together and that's basically what at least that's what i'm seeing the book is about and this seems huh. to be like a platonic friendship between this guy and this girl this guy kind of like uh grew up in like koreatown in los angeles and this girl grew up in beverly hills so there's like this kind of like uh, class distinction between them that you know what I mean it's just there's a lot of elements to this book that are really really interesting and it's all about video games and I love video games and I love books and it's just this perfect marriage of them and the writing is fantastic the um, like the trains of thought that are going on but we're kind of in both the main characters heads and just like the things that they think about are really interesting that, that I like the the narrator is also really interesting like the um, I'm, I'm reading. It's not. I don't mean narrator in the sense that it's an audiobook, but the actual like narration of the book from the writer. It's like how do I put this? It's almost like the narrator knows more about the story than they're letting on, and they're kind of like excited. Uh, they're kind of holding and out. It, that's what it almost feels like. They're just like, ah, uh, these two kids are so dumb. You know what I mean? It's right. Just, right. I, I really like that actually because it kind of is like oh it just makes you be like ah oh, what do you know that I don't and I really I really enjoy that sort of a secret form of storm storytelling and it is a fucking awesome book you should definitely read it I think everybody should go out and buy that book go support that author it's freaking fantastic and I'm so glad that I held off making my year end list because I'm pretty sure that'll be on at least one of them or it's definitely one of the best books I've read so far this year and it's just and tomorrow three times yeah. Tomorrow Perfect. and tomorrow and tomorrow. It's not called it. tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, but I had seen a bunch of hype about it, and it has been sitting on my shelf for so long, and I finally picked it up. And uh, man, God, I get so excited when I start a new book, and it's just, just like, Ugh. ding, this is the good one. Is there a, a better one. feeling? You be like, I'm in this. Yeah. I mean, I'm usually like that with a lot of books, but it's in degrees, right? You know, mm-hmm. like if so- like if something's really, really terrible, I'll stop reading it. And if something's like a little boring, I'll stop reading it. But if something's just captivating enough, I'm going to finish it. Right. But sometimes I don't even notice that I'm reading. And it's just it's just like there goes 400 pages. Um, OK, what else? What else am I doing? Uh, oh, OK. So I'm going to I'm going to switch these two around because I had. OK, so I've got some news. Not really news. It's barely news, but I'm going to go see Avatar in theaters tomorrow night. <gasps> oh, tomorrow night. that's news, dude. I that's wanted to go news. see it last night, but I like movie theaters kind of stress me out sometimes when it's like right when the movie just came out and there's just yeah. like a ton of people everywhere and it's just a madhouse in there. But so I usually wait like a little bit. Um, 
but I'm going to go see Avatar and I'm so excited because I'm going to see I'm it tomorrow night. proud of you and I'm so stoked. I haven't watched anything. I haven't watched any trailers. I haven't seen any pictures. I've managed to go this entire time without seeing hardly like anything at all about the movie and I'm just going to get some popcorn. I'm going to get some soda. I'm going to get some candy. Some, just nestle right down in there. <laughs> oh, I'm so stoked for you. I'm jealous. Did you know that like James Cameron made up like a whole new way of underwater shooting because he just didn't like the way that like film looks on camera because they usually like suspend him by ropes and wires and kind of have him swim around. Uh, but he's like, that doesn't look like they're underwater. So he like made up a whole different way of doing it because he's James Cameron. <laughs> And it's going to just look awesome. I'm excited for you. I bet it's going to be cool. Yeah, I, I'm not going into it with any expectations or anything. And I'll let you know uh, next Sunday. It's Christmas. I'm pretty sure. And and the show will go on. The show will go if on. If you were I'll wondering. Be, I'll be in California, listeners. but we're going to at least do like a, like a 15 or 20 minute. Just to give you something to listen to when you have to go back to yeah. work. Um, oh, happy first night of Hanukkah, everyone. Oh, what do I say? Just happy just Hanukkah? happy Hanukkah. Okay, cool. I didn't know if it was a, is a Mazel Tov in order. Uh, that's nah, more like a congratulations, okay. you know. It's like yeah, I mean, I guess I made it another year. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say like Mazel Tov, you made it took another Hanukkah. <laughs> you made another like, year. So you light the one candle tonight, yes, and then that one stays lit, right? Yeah. Okay, and then you light the write... shamash candle, the middle one, and then you use that one to light the first one. So you technically you have two burning, the middle one and then the left one. So are there nine on the um? What's yeah. it called? Uh, it's called the Hanukkah. The Hanukkah. So there's there's nine on there though. And then you, mm-hmm. you light the middle one and then one of them first and then leave it yeah. lit for the whole week. Uh, I mean, that's the idea. Yeah. Like but if I mean, it goes out, is it like a problem? Like, yeah, it, it's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's because like the original tale was in the um, temple. You are definitely not supposed to let the menorah lights go out ever like big. No, no. Um, but the city was under siege. And uh, they didn't have enough oil. They had enough oil to last like one day. And it was eight days before like reinforcement showed up. But miracle, there was enough oil to last all eight days. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What a cool holiday. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go see Avatar. That's going to be cool. But I want to talk to you before I threw it over, threw the ball over to your court. All right. Um, I watched every single episode of Squid Game in one sitting. <laughs> Damn straight, never, I'm so oh my proud of god, you. Dude, that That's show, awesome. That show was so good. Oh, oh my god. god. It was messed up. It was messed it was, up. I mean, yeah. it was basically Saw. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and not, like a I'm, weird. That's, that's producing it, like, gets it inside your head. So and it's so yeah. like kitty kind of. Oh. Yeah. Um, Makes you want to watch show, it again. That show was incredible. It was really incredible. good. Like, and it's just. I don't even really have that many words to say about it, honestly. It was just like I started it at like, dude, I'm just being transparent with everybody here. <laughs> like, I was, like I was, I was like, should I tell everybody this? Okay. So I started it at like 11 o'clock at night. Right. And I was like, I'm just going to watch an episode of this and I'm going to read and I'm going to go to sleep. That did not happen. I started it. <laughs> and then right when the next episode thing came up, I just like, like a, old person on a slot machine. I just <laughs> like hit it. I will take some more heroin. Yes. Yeah, thank exactly. You. <laughs> and so I did that and I got like four episodes in. It's like three in the morning. And I was just like, Evan, you have a decision to make here. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. But no, I respect the one that I you stayed made. up until 8 a.m. watching you. this show. Yeah. And it was, I was like 7 15 or something. But I stayed up. It ruined my whole sleep schedule. But man, if you haven't watched that show and you have a good constitution for like violence and blood and stuff, then I would suggest you watch it. If you don't, don't watch good it. Good caveat because look wow, up like yeah. a look up like a plot synopsis or something. If you really want to know what that show is all about, that's cool. But like it is, it's not, it's not really graphic, like gory. You know, it it is at some parts. You know, heart wrenching. It's very like like the absolute um, disregard human existence yes. in that show is really hard to watch sometimes. Because, yeah, like the flippant behavior towards life. Well, and the fact that everybody that's responsible for it is wearing masks, they're unresponsive. It's just this weird situation where everybody on one side is incredibly stressed out and upset, and the other side of it is completely just stoic and not, it basically not even there. You know? I mean, they're just enjoying it like a game show and like having like all of like weighted on hand and foot well, like some of the, like towards the end of it, yeah. Um, but like I meant like the guys in like the red suits with the mask. With oh, the right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
I know I'm like a year late watching that show. <laughs> and I, I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, hey. Whatever, dude, we've read books that came out like five years right, ago. It doesn't exactly. even matter. I'm so happy that I watched it. And it, it was such a cool thing because I, I don't really watch TV like in that way. You know, I've never, I haven't binged a show like that before. And now I kind of understand a little bit more like why people do that so much because like I was transported y'all like I was <laughs> like those there. eight hours just like or nine hours I guess just flew by like I didn't even notice that, that time was going by like I can't read a book for nine hours straight I won't even pretend that I'm able to do that and I run a book podcast. if it makes you feel any better you are not the only one because uh, in the first 28 days of that show being released 1.65 billion hours of it was consumed. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, it makes so much sense. Like, it's it's better than any Netflix show I've ever watched. And that's included. Yeah. I mean, I love Stranger Things. I think Stranger Things is fantastic. Um, except for, like, uh, the fourth season was kind of weird. Uh, it wasn't bad. But anyway, uh, as far as, like, Netflix original shows, that's the best one I've seen easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the second in place of like most watched time in the first 28 days of release was, you called it, Stranger Things oh, and the fourth season of Stranger Things. Um, and it's coming in at a pithy 298 million, like not even kind of, not even in the same ballpark, out of the, reading out of the same book as the 1.65 billion hours. Like, wow. Dude, that's like seven times as many hours. Yeah. You say yeah. Two and, two and 250 million? 298 million. Yeah, oh, so okay. 300 million basically. Oh, so yeah, it's like almost, it's like five times as many. Jeez. <laughs> and it's not even in English. No. Like, it's oppressive. I was actually like, all right, go world. Probably, well, I mean, honestly, it's probably one of the reasons why, right? It's like yeah, an international show, and Stranger Things is like a very American show. Right. And it's not even that it's set in America, it's, it's like pure. Americana, you know what I mean? This right. is like, it's like nostalgia. Like America, America. Yeah, Americana yeah. is the right word for it, for sure. The Koreans have been killing their uh, show and, and movie game lately. I've been watching a bunch of uh, Yeah, tell bunch me what you did. I talked for so long, I don't, I don't even know what I... No, you're I good. Actually I like do hearing any about it. Stuff. I, was just, <laughs> I just made it up as I went here. Making it up, yeah. If I was really making it up, I would think of way cooler stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Oh, no, that's cool. Like, I got into a fight. Two fights, uh, actually. Wait <laughs> <laughs> around reading all week. <laughs> Oh man, what did I do? Well, besides the Hanukkah, dude, okay, let me start off with the Hanukkah just of what I did tonight. Uh, nerf weapons have really moved up in overall quality. Like, oh, yeah, they're, they're looking for pain at this point. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. They, like they the swords and axes. And one of my nephews got this like Darth Maul double sided blade thing that he can unattach and go in and like dual wield and just man we were I was fighting him with two axes and <laughs> gosh it was great and then you know, like everyone would get involved before you know I'd be like dogpiled by like seven children <sighs> Uncle Chad was uh, sweaty just like an hour ago <laughs> like, oh my Uncle gosh it was Chad. rough I love Dude. that well it's like yeah you give one of them like you spin one of them and the next yeah, thing you, you know, spin you got to spin everybody, you know, and it's like you make the mistake of spinning one twice. It's like, yeah, well, that's 14 spins you have to do now. One, well, like, wow. I imagine if you pay a certain amount of attention to one person, one, one little person, you know, you got to oh, pay attention yeah. to all of them because they all want Uncle Chad's attention. Dude, they start playing games with you and get inside your head and stuff. Like, you <laughs> got to watch out for ninjas. them. Yeah, dude, they're <laughs> smart. They're smarter than me, man. Uh, okay, so I, you, I, I watched a show that or a movie that I really want you to watch. It's called Green Snake. And it was awesome. What was it? What's that all about? Uh, okay, so it's this: uh, these two sisters, Verta and Blanca, are just trying to destroy this island. We don't really know why, but this monk Faha is like their nemesis, and he's like not a good guy, I guess. And they're like, <laughs> "We're gonna take you out with a huge tsunami with our crazy magic powers." It's like uh, animated, and. Right they kind of try and then he's like not today and then he sends one of them to like um a prison under the his island or something and then he like banishes there the other one i don't think he means to do this but the other one is banished to this like dystopian city called asuraville where there's just like these monsters uh, and apparently anyone who has like something they're like holding on to and they can't let go of in this life like gets sent to this life this city and there's like all these monster gangs of like the ox heads and the horse faces and the bird people all just like fighting each other. 
Uh, and she's just trying to get out. Again? <laughs> it's called this... Green Snake. What was it on? Um, I think Netflix. Oh, the film. Yeah, right. it's a, yeah, it's a movie. Either that or Prime, one of the two. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this looks cool. Yeah, it's just cool. It's just cool all the way around, and like fun magic, and just good. It's like it's Chinese. Interesting. Cool. Into it. Yeah, it was, and it was like pretty too. Like they do a really good job in the animation, and just. The story was good and meaningful, and I was I was in for it. I really enjoyed it, and I recommend it a lot. It's funny uh, in China, it's known as White Snake Two: The Tribulation of the Green Snake. So it looks Weird. Like it's a, maybe Snake. it's a sequel. Is a sequel to 2019's White Snake. So you watched a sequel? Really? Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess probably that would explain what Fahai did the monk to deserve the tsunami wave they try to kill him with right at the beginning of this book. Yeah, the film was inspired by the Chinese folktale Legend of the White Snake. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, maybe you might have another uh, cool movie to watch. Yeah, I think I it, what's it called? Wikipedia. I'm going to write it down. What's <laughs> it called? Every single time I go on Wikipedia, like, I'm so sorry, but like I click on it. It's just like, please fucking give us money. I need to give them <laughs> some money. Hang on. Back <laughs> when I had a regular uh, paycheck coming in, I always gave them money. They stop anyway, asking after what? you give them like five bucks. Yeah, for like six months. Dollars. Anyway, sorry. I mean, uh, how much? How film, many times have you read Wikipedia? Oh, they Thousands. deserve my. Money. I'm doing. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> oh, good for you. Good yeah, for you. If uh, I wasn't a, what were you asking? Broke fool, uh, I would do it too. Uh, oh, what's the movie called? I want to write it down so I can watch it. Oh, um, the first it's one. Called, the first movie is just called White Snake. So you had Green Snake that you just watched, and then White Snake. White Snake. Okay. Cool. I'm excited that there's a um, first one. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. real great. Uh, that'll probably, um, yeah, that'll probably make the second one more meaningful. But if you're out there uh, watching it and you can't find White Snake or whatever, uh, Green Snake, you can watch it standalone and really enjoy the heck out of it because I did. Uh, I also crushed. I'll just talk about what I watched first here. I crushed the entire season first. There's only eight episodes, but of uh, Netflix's Wednesday, it's like Adam Family oh, spinoff. Yeah, what was it that was like? great. It's great. Yeah, it's cool. It's like Wednesday. She's dark, you know. Adam's family daughter, and she goes off to school. It's kind of like a cool, fun, magical school of the misfits, you know. Where like, if you're a magic user, you get sent here, and there's yeah. this mystery going on, and she unravels it. It's really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I saw like barely positive reviews for it, but nothing that made me think like, oh, I need to watch this, but. Yeah, if I mean, I trust your opinion on it. So, if you have something else that you're doing, like I was doing graphic design the whole time, and enjoyed it as like a side thing, you know, if I was going to sit down and really like sink my teeth into something, would I have chosen Wednesday? Probably not. But it was like very enjoyable for that, you know. I never really watched the Adams Family growing up. Did you watch it? Me neither. I wasn't allowed to. Oh really? <laughs> like witches and stuff, you know? Like no. I mean, kind of. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, dude, I wasn't uh... allowed to watch Arthur. <laughs> for real he was mean to dw yeah she, he was mean to dw his little sister my mom thought it was a bad influence because i have little sisters so yeah, it's a sneak kind of arthur us, honestly like yeah it does it's like under your sheet watching arthur <laughs> i know i was like mom the aardvark come on <laughs> aardvark, yeah. i know um i also i think why charlie hunnam was on my mind for um playing kratos was because I watched The Lost City of Z, which is based on the real story of the guy um, in like early 20th century, like 1902 or something, 19, somewhere real early. Um, he goes off to find this lost city in the Amazon jungle. Uh, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's like a fun like adventure exploration was it like the road to El Dorado? <laughs> it is not like the road. I mean, it okay. is like the same story, but like not the slapstick right. version, <laughs> which I loved the road to El Dorado. Oh, yeah, it's great. Growing up was one of my Stars. favorites. Can't do it. Not today. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, I'm glad that you had a lot of like original things to uh, talk about on your reading thing, because I'm going to be pretty boring over here in that I'm chunking away in the Song of Susanna, which I'm assuming you read oh, too I that you didn't to mention. Oh, I talk about that. I'm almost <laughs> yeah. done with it. I have like 50 pages left. Wow, dang! It's so short. Son. It is really short. Really yeah, good. I am a good chunk into it, but uh, it's really good. Are you liking it more than Wolves, or what do you, yes. what do you think? Just like give yeah, me like, like a 
short little. I like it uh, a lot more than the wolves. Actually, it's, it's kind of like it's moving right along. It's, it's the clippy yeah. clip that I, I needed some clip clop to this story, and it's it's the clip clop that I needed. Uh, I'm I'm very much enjoying it. Uh yeah, and I'm really looking to uh, sink my teeth. When when do you think we're gonna whip that episode out? That way we can give people a little t- teaser. I'll be ready tomorrow or Tuesday. I want to. Okay, get it re- I'll try to get, get ready by Tuesday. Edited and put out before I go to uh, California. Uh, and just to tell everyone and myself, when do you leave exactly, so we can be? So oh, I leave on uh, December twenty second, on Thursday. December twenty second. Okay. Um, uh, I've also been uh, reading Life Ship Traders. Man. I love oh, it. Cool. I love, yeah. it. I love oh, yeah. it a lot. It's great. It's just great. <laughs> That's great. I'm on yeah. the sea. I'm sailing the sevens. It's like there's like a shanty in my chest, you know, ready to go at any <laughs> given time. And I'm uh, just tying bowline knots. It's so beautiful. I mean, there's definitely some like fairly slow, like world building aspects. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or not, it's not even world building. It's more, I guess it's world building. It's just like, yeah, there's a lot there's of. There's any like, downside to Robin Hobbs. Sometimes she takes a long time. She goes deep with her world building. There's a lot of characters. And there's a lot of like characters talking about other characters and stuff. And it's just like, all right, who is everybody again? Uh, but you, I mean, you figure it out pretty quickly, obviously. But I just kind of like keep reading. And it's like, whatever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'll figure it out. That's what you have to do with fantasy books, you know. It's like if you're if you're mm-hmm. sinking your teeth into something, and it's yeah, you got to just like let some of those names just kind of like roll over you for a second, and you'll figure it out. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, and if you put, don't, put the they're probably not important. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, and then I guess, uh, yeah, or maybe. Uh, and then I've also um, been just hacking away at Berserk. I can only read it for oh, so wow. long because it's just oh my god, just melts yeah, some of my brain out of my so face, fast. dude. Oh, I started. I think wow. the only way that you're going to be able to read these things in any sort of like financially stable way is you're going to have to come up to Portland and grab all of these <laughs> from me. I'm not going to let so, you spend five hundred dollars on this stuff. You can just borrow this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just drive I up here. Won't, uh... Drive up here. Borrow like the first six or something. Just grab all of them. It's fine. You can grab all of them. I don't care. Okay. Like, okay. I'll all. be very careful with them too. Make sure I'm not eating chocolate. Please don't. Yeah, but Berserk gets. Oh my god, dude! It gets it's so already bad. wild. Yeah. It is and dark. It's like nothing I've ever read before. In my That's life. a very good way of putting That's, it. Can you see why when I went to Death Note from this, I was like, "Why are we just like in office buildings right now?" You know what I mean? Yeah. I just finished reading like 38 volumes of berserk and then i move over to death note and it's just like wow i'm just like in a city like where's all the tentacle like vagina monsters like where is everything you know what i mean like this is (laughs) oh so that artwork is just insane too like you believe that like one person did all that i mean no okay i honestly said that before okay so i said that before and i had a bunch of like manga heads like come out of the woodwork to yell at me because I think that uh, some of the people that worked at Studio Gaga, at least kind of in the later stuff, uh, so I think Mira wasn't responsible for some of like the, the most of like the really big like intricate pieces, but the the ones where people are just kind of standing around talking to each other, I don't think he was doing every single one of those. That's at least what okay. I've heard. I, I don't know. If it's I'm amazing totally... the detail that are still on those, though. Oh yeah, yeah, it's wild. Like I got, I feel like I read it slowly because I just like look at the pictures. That's a weird thing about manga especially manga like berserk uh or even like junji ito and stuff is the the action starts ratcheting up so much that you want to keep reading to find out what happens but in that you're kind of just giving whole pages of art that probably took like weeks to make like yeah seconds of your time so you have to like really mentally get stuck on them remember you have to remember to slow down sometimes, though, because it gets so much crazier than what you're reading right now. And it's just, I you're bet. just like, I found myself just flipping through, like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> and you really, I had to flip back, too, because there's stuff in the pictures that you need to focus on and, like, look at. And if you're re- reading too fast, then you're going to, like, glance over it. So, yeah. Oh, my God. This, I, like, forget who's talking to other people sometimes, too, because you have to, like, really pay attention to, like, where the arrow or like you know what I mean, like the little like triangle yeah. part of the text bubble is like to really make sure you know who's talking to who. It goes yeah. left, it, like on the on the pages, it goes like top left to right to the bottom. It goes top, top top right, top right to left, top right to top left, and then bottom right to bottom left, and then you go back up to the top right on the next page. Okay, okay. Sometimes I get confused with it, and I'm like, yeah. I don't really know, and like sometimes it doesn't matter. 
and like you get into a flow. Okay. Yeah, I've hit a few of them, but like I just get stuck on pictures, man. I just start looking at them. I'm like, wow, look at this like random background. His hands are excellent. Like, it's just amazing. His castles. Like there's pictures of castles in those books. It's just like or or ships. Oh my god, there's some. Ships I turn a that page and I'm later. just like, oh, blows my mind. You should read Saga. That's like, uh, it's like the same thing happened with me when I was reading Saga, where it's just you flip a page and it's just you like forget what was even happening because it's just such a beautiful picture. Like I would frame it and put it on my wall, and you just flip right past it. I know. It's <laughs> like look at it again. It's like almost yeah. sad if I like feel bad yeah, almost yeah. if I like go too totally. fast. I'm like oh, I gotta slow down. I love this. What do you think about the story so far? I mean, like, what do you think about Guts and all the... Uh, I like it's, Guts. It's fairly... Kind of like where, where you're at right now is it's almost like... It feels kind of like The Witcher or like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got like your... Or like uh, Elric of, of Nelnabone or <laughs> Yeah, it's whatever. like taking you know his time I mean? to like warm me up. And yeah, like, it's just like this like super warrior kind of like drifting through this area kind of thing. You know, it's nothing that you haven't really seen before, but it definitely becomes something you... Do you ever read Vampire Hunter D? No. Oh, I think there are talked a about series before, of like yeah. manga and then there's a show out as well, but it kind of feels like that as well. He's just like this vampire. There's just like super or a vampire hunter. Excuse me. He just like walks around and kills vampires and he's just like, just like blade like being awesome. Yeah. Except he's just like going town to town, being awesome, killing oh, vampires, cool. not really Man. talking very much. Dude, you need to read empire of the vampire, Chad. Like, I really seriously. do. Is, like I was I'm thinking, to me. I was thinking Chad needs to read this. Like the whole time I was reading it, you would absolutely love that book. That it's means so that good. I will love that book. Wow, it's like it it's like Vampire Name of the Wind. Oh man, it's like Vampire even with song, school. Actually. It's way it's got the school trope. The um, I mean, it's you'd have to read it, but like it's more like Blood Song. Let's okay. just call it. That. I mean, that's better. Well. Ah, you said it. It took me a year, but you finally said it. (laughs) The story, the story of Bloodsong is better. (laughs) Like, damn it, I said it. I did say it. It slipped out. Slipped out. The writing is okay. Whatever. I'm not going to get into it. But we don't have to. It's okay. Uh, Yeah, hit me with a fictional fun fact. Now that was it. I kind of ripped through it. I'm glad. All right, the fictional fun fact for today: the penultimate episode before Christmas, or final episode before Christmas, the first edition of Frank Herbert's Dune was published by Chilton Book Company, which up until that point had only published its famous Chilton Automotive Repair Manuals. <laughs> Whoa. They took a chance on Dune. And uh, wow, I would say, what a turn. personally, I would say that worked out. For them, yeah. You know? But who was running that company? They were like, well, you know, automobile manuals have been a good gig for us. Steady. Steady work, but... Uh, Let's do a sci-fi <laughs> novel. Yeah, you can find a true first edition on the copyright page. It'll say first edition with no subsequent printings, and will be in. It'll be on blue cloth boards. So if you, because uh, I, I tried to see if mine was the first edition. Mine's a book club edition, but it looks the Actually, same. Those things are expensive. Thirty thousand dollars. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I remember I went to um like what's the uh I went to like a there's like a really famous bookstore in Los Angeles. I'm sure if somebody is listening now they know what I'm talking about. It's almost like the arch of books inside the store, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know saw, exactly what you're talking about. I was there like on tour and I had like fucking like eleven dollars in my pocket or something. I had like no money. I was just like cruising around this bookstore and they had the they had a first pressing first edition like Lord of the Rings, you know, like the three like red books or whatever. Um, I don't know if they were first pressing. It's called the last they were, bookstore. They were, oh yeah, that, that is what it's called. Uh, I don't know if it was f- like very, very, very first pressing or anything like that. Um, but they were extremely old Lord of the Rings books, very good condition. They were twelve thousand dollars. Whoa! I had like this weird existential crisis, like looking at them because I was just like, I was like, it's it's not like you have enough money to buy. Like if I had twelve thousand dollars in my pocket at that moment. It would have been extremely irresponsible of me to buy those, right? Because I would have been out right. twelve thousand dollars. But in any other situation, like having twelve thousand dollars is a lot of money, right? But so it's like I was, <laughs> I was just standing there, like, not only would I have to have twelve thousand dollars to get these books, my whole life 
would have to support me spending twelve thousand dollars on this book. Oh yeah, like like when you buy like a Ferrari, it's like it's not like you just have enough money to buy the Ferrari. It's like you kind of have the whole package. Your you know? lifestyle Though has to like. There was an investment, you know, that make room for that. They probably have gone up in in value. Yeah, but like if I had three hundred thousand dollars and I spent three hundred thousand yeah. dollars on a car, like <laughs> well, you would, no, a car does probably... not go up in value. Yeah, right. but eventually, Lord of the Rings. But, did. I mean, those books, those books probably did. Yeah, actually, uh, maybe yeah. though. I don't know. I don't know what the um, like the appreciation is over time. I know Pokemon cards are getting really valuable. I had a lot of Pokemon cards growing up, and I think I sold them all when I was like ten for like ten cents each or something like that. Like some like ridiculous. If I would have just held on to those things, man, I had I had like a holographic Charizard. Oh wow, holographic. those are. Uh... That's a lot of money. Oh yeah, I had good stuff. I had like an Alakazam. I had like oh, I had so many cool cards, man. Amazing those things that play in kids that we had when we were kids, and now they're like worth so much money. At the time, it was just like something you traded with your friends because you wanted like a pod right. or something. <laughs> you know, like you wanted a shooter. <laughs> Dude, when I think about like the amount of video games, like consoles and games that I've sold over the years, because I just didn't, I didn't have a job. Like it was the only way for me to go buy new video games is I had to <laughs> right. sell the old ones, right? And it was kind of an okay system for a little while until these game company, these game stores like wised up and they were just like, wait a minute, why are we giving yeah. these kids like ten, fifteen dollars for these? Never games? made money from you. Right. <laughs> and then they were just like, No, we're giving you like a dollar, even though you spent forty on it. So whatever, get out <laughs> yeah. of our store if you don't like it. And um <clears throat> but then I think about I used to sell books all the time too. Um, especially when I was like super I was super broke and touring all the time, and I did not have like that extensive of a book collection. I didn't want, I didn't have a Kindle or anything like that. So I would just, I should have just gone to the library. I don't know what I was thinking, but I would just like go sell the books that I had bought like months beforehand. So I had like a lot of really cool, like I had all the Brian McClellan, like um, powder mage books and hardcover oh, wow. and sold them. You know, and I had like all the Robert Jackson Bennett divine cities books sold them, you know, just like cool books that I would still love to, to have right now. You know, it was gone. You just didn't know just you would be a big deal in the book world in near years. I'm not big enough That's to okay. get a deal to go buy all the books I want. <laughs> but I don't need them. Like, oh my God, I got a comment on Instagram today, everybody. Uh, I blocked him because he's an ass, right? But I thought I, sh- I wanted to share it with everybody. I don't do this very often. I don't share the comments that I get, but this was a particularly great comment. Somebody told me, uh, I don't remember verbatim what it said because I blocked it. Because I didn't want to deal with that guy anymore, but he said, "Right, right." Uh, he said, basically to the tune of, "You need to get a life. Your like real life is outside waiting for you, and you're spending your whole life reading. This is pathetic, or something like wow. that." Wow! I, wow. I you was spent like that sitting time there for his, on Instagram, the same platform know, that like, you posted your thing to hate on like, you for dude, doing like, what. Who's he more is pathetic wow. here? Like, I mean, you're the one you're that's commenting content. on. I know, right? It's like you should have been like, "Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Did you get paid by Amazon no, to make a video?" I don't to that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't no. To that Evan stuff. and I have some rules, and one of those rules is you don't be reactive. Pause. Pause for a second before you post and think. This reactive? I'm not perfect. Like I clap back. I mean, we all have, yeah, but like, generally, it's a good one to rule live by. I clap back at people sometimes if I feel really upset about something, or maybe I shouldn't if I am really upset about something. But I mean, there's a time and a place too. But you know, it's, if I feel like I'm really being misunderstood about something, then I will say something. You know what I mean? Like if I if I feel like okay, hang on a second, like you you like literally got this wrong. You know, right? Then I will maybe take some time. But if somebody's just like. You're you're fat. You're ugly. You're wasting your but time. You're not even that. fat just, and ugly. You're like a hot guy saying, in a basement. He's like reading. You clearly like do stuff and run. I know, but like if that if, if I do see those comments, I just block them. I don't even good for you. It's, and it feels so much better to just block people like that because it's like you're not giving them the. Like, oh, they hate that even more. Yeah, to be ignored. Right, yeah. And think about like, it this I didn't way. Even notice it, you know, you negativity. Know? But I did talk about it, so maybe he's listening and he's like, "I got yeah, it, motherfucker." <laughs> okay, think about it this way. The negativity, in order to put that out there and to like actively hate on someone, takes a lot of energy. And if you're going to do that, why would you do that on someone not in the top tier? You know, so like you are blessed for having haters, I say, because haters go hate and they usually try to shoot to the top, though, you know? So, haters (laughs) is a indication, a sign uh, that you are flourishing. I know, it still hurts feelings, though, for sure. There's definitely some comments. I'm like, wow, we're not, you know, that wasn't even about books. Right. I just didn't like my hands. <laughs> well, and like, um, 
<laughs> I have great hands. There, there is a there is a sentiment that I I kind of disagree with a little bit when people are like, like, why are you taking this so seriously, man? We're just talking about books. Like, everybody be chill. And it's like I don't really subscribe to that that much because, like, I get really animated about this stuff. I'm very passionate about books. Like, we don't all need to just like chill out all the time. You no, know? I mean, some people have like passionate. things. Yeah, and especially if people are like advocating for like marginalized groups or yeah. like they're ad- you know if you're, if you're like, advocating for stuff, yeah, it's like that's fine, you know what I mean? But like, but also, you know, it's like, like he it's was cool, just telling you just... you're a loser though, which is right, not exactly. like constructive <laughs> in any way, and he's like doing was, the thing right. like shittier than you. So that is kind of like one yeah. of those times where I'd be like, all right, maybe we should chill out a little bit, you guys. <laughs> like, oh my yeah, god, yeah, like wow, crazy. Uh, but anyway, I just thought I'd share that with everybody because it was, uh, I don't know, it kind of it kind of ruined my day, but then kind of brightened it a little bit, too, because, I mean, I've, I get those kinds of comments at least, like, once a week. Yeah, least, well, uh, like I said, they're in, and next time they're hurting your day, just remember, people don't hate on people with 10, 20 followers, you know? They're hating I on... Know, I felt uh, kind of bad because it was just like, it was just like, dude, like, if you knew what it was like to be part of this community and in the good way I that know. I am and the good way that we are the book community where is so nice the book community is really awesome and it's like dude like I, I have such a I feel like I found like a family here Absolutely. you know what I mean like like it's a really good feeling to be a part of all this and like you're just gonna come in here and tell me that it's like wrong like you're that's wrong like you're wrong yeah you know what I mean uh, but anyway we don't have to harp on that for too long but I just that's a good segue into me telling all of you listening that I appreciate you so much like Chad and I would not be able to do this without you. Seriously. And I think every day about how lucky I feel to be able to make this podcast. We've been doing it for over a year now and it's been, it's gone off mostly without a hitch. It's or with few hitches, you know, very few hitches. And it's mostly been really fun. And Chad and I really have only all of you listening right now to think. We yeah. really appreciate it. And um, thank you for being part of our community. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Monday Morning Minute. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Been, been it means a, the world to us. Nice chunky one. Yeah. A chunky episode. It was nice and chunky. <laughs> but uh, is that it? Is that everything we need to I think that's it. I think that's all I got. All right. Look out for some more episodes this week, everybody. I'm going to be gone in California um, just laying around reading and eating chocolate <laughs> for four days. Uh, that's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, everybody. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Happy holidays. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.